0: Hi. My name's Brandon. And if you're anything like me, you love yourself some dramatic queer romance. is get into the groove the podcast where we find a groove and we get into it and with us as always keep your hands and feet inside the car at all times it's melissa oh
1: hi hi
0: Hi. and also with us jumping the line is cause for ejection from the park it's colton cox hi hello (laughs) and lastly but not leastly you must be this tall to ride this ride. <laughs> it's genie. You
2: know, that actually, that particular phrase went through my head earlier. I was having a dumb conversation <gasps> with myself, but I remember thinking, like, you must be this tall to ride this ride. And it's very weird that you just uttered the same phrase. It was while I was driving here.
0: Oh, oh, oh! Well, hello, witches and bitches. Uh, we are connected. And
1: bitches. Um,
0: okay, so I like I have another singular question for everybody. My friend, who was a sound guy who shall not be named, um, for our show, um, <laughs> he showed me a, a song. Guy. <laughs> not really. I'm kidding. Um, he showed me a song, right? And the name of the song was called Drowned in the Sun. Okay. And he said, listen to this song. Tell me your opinions. All right. And I listened to it and it gave me like very heavy Kurt Cobain vibes. And I said, all right, this sounds like Nirvana. And he said, well, it is Nirvana. So it came from a project. And this project was created using AI algorithm that uh, listens to isolated hooks, rhythms, melodies, and lyrics from musicians and then goes on to write new hooks, rhythms, melodies and lyrics from those of the information from those same musicians um and then an audio engineer throws together a new song um and it's called The Lost Tapes of the 27 Club
2: Okay this level of technology floors me I think it's amazing however I don't know that I'm into that as a concept what does that do for artists? Exactly. Because that's a really big question. Who is the artist and who's like getting credit? <clears throat>
0: um, I suppose the whole project is the Lost Tapes of the 27 Club, but they credit it as like, this is Nirvana's new single. And I guess my question. I to hate all, it. Uh, <laughs> to the rest of the panel, my question to all of you, do we love it? Do we hate it? Colton Cox, should you just throw in the towel now or (laughs) let the robot take over? What?
3: Um, I mean, I think that's a little creepy if you ask me. Like, you know, it's not really a Nirvana song. Like, it's an algorithm of a Nirvana song. I mean, it's kind of the same thing as, like, talking about, like, having a formula for a pop song. Yeah. It's literally a formula for a a song, you know? I don't know. I mean, I don't... I I think about these kind of things. Like I've seen like uh, robots playing music and stuff like that. Um, right now they're kind of novelty things. So I, I feel like if we see something that's more advanced than what it is now, it might be something to worry about, but I'm not really
0: worried about losing my job to it right now. Valid. <laughs> so what you're saying, it's like, it's like we just like seeing the robot doing a thing that a human could do, but right. it's not like
3: there's, well, it's just, there's no soul to it.
2: Well, now, hold on because isn't that a thing though that technically kind of already happens? It's been like discussed specifically in I don't know in regard to like Spotify, like there are so many like of these like fake artists who like they put on Spotify. It's like a thing this is news to me yeah, I did
0: not know no, it,
1: about
2: is, that. It, it is it is it's a thing, and I forget how it works, but it's almost like a because you're listening to it, it's like harvesting, I guess.
3: There's, there's essentially a few...
2: making money off oh. of it somehow in the way that they can. Oh. But they slip it into like those like you listen to like your weird ambient, like rainfall or like uh-huh. any of those like kind of things. Like they're just like weird, I don't even know exactly how it works, but like they're not real. They're there's like weird uh, fake artists. Or something
3: on the other side of it too, there are fake followers. Um There are these, like, you'll, there's some companies that are like kind of scams that you pay to help promote your music on Spotify. And um, they um, make fake listeners that can often be reported as fake to Spotify. And then because you have fake listeners, your artist profile can get banned.
2: (gasps) That's so serious. Yeah.
3: So it's a really like scary thing.
2: Bizarre game going on. Okay.
3: Spotify. Yeah. Spotify has a lot of games going on with it. So not uh, that's a discussion for a whole other day.
0: But if you're listening to us on we Spotify, listen. beware <laughs> Ellie and I got into this whole discussion of like, whether or not like, uh, you know, we need these artists. And um, really if Kurt Cobain haven't, hasn't like an Amy Winehouse and uh, other people that belong in the 27 club, Had they not gone through this, their whatever turmoil they're going through, their own personal hell that they're going through, would we have these great songs? No. That's where I'm at. He threw me um, the example of Eminem and how he's like, he went in and out of rehab twice and, um, you know, it's a much better story of him like, overcoming all of that rather than him dying early and then that's that's all that we have of his career. I'm not really sure. Anyway. Okay,
1: fair, but who's to say that if he didn't, for whatever reason it was written in the stars that he wasn't going to make it past whatever age, who's to say that he didn't put out more than what he did? You know what I mean? I, I think, I'm, I'm a firm believer of kind of a I'm not religious, but I do believe there's some sort of plan, and I believe that some stars shine brighter for a very short amount of time, yeah. on purpose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like they did what they were supposed to do, and then they gotta go. They've done too much. It's over.
3: <laughs> tell you what I really think is that you picked way too deep of a topic for the intro part
0: of the episode. No, we are diving deep. We are getting on the high dive. We are doing a swan formation and going right to the bottom of the pool. I All love right? it. Um, well, I suppose this was sort of like a relevant question because the artists that we have listened to this week went through some turmoil himself, we are listening to car seat headrests, um, What's it called? Twin Fantasy. Twin Fantasy. The, well, here's the thing. The 2018 version is like formally called Twin Fantasy Face to Face. Uh, the
2: 2011 release is Mirror to Mirror. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, I don't we're know. We're
2: talking if, about two albums, but we're talking about one album. Right. Yeah. But it is two different albums. They're the same, but a little different.
0: And a question that I think we'll answer at the end of the episode is which one is better? But we'll dive in deep. So the album starts with a, in my opinion, phenomenal intro. Um, and it is called my boy twin fantasy. Um, well I guess, okay, Jeannie, you picked out this album.
2: I picked out this album and I want to take a few minutes to set up why I, some of the backstory, I guess, behind this album, because ultimately we're kind of talking mostly about the 2018 album, I think. Right. It's the most recent release. It makes the most sense. Um, But to, like, understand how it actually exists out on an album, I think you kind of have to understand that it was originally, like, released in 2011, um, and it was, like, Will Toledo by himself, like, 18, 19 years old, like, on, like, GarageBand on his computer and recording in the backseat of a car, like, and then he put out, like, 12 albums, like just cranked out a bunch of them. But this is one of the ones that he released first. And it had like a stupid cult following for so long. And when
0: you say first, it was like sixth or seventh because he had like a slew of other albums before him.
2: I say 12 albums, but like it's kind of murky exactly how many things he actually has out. And like a lot of them are like fairly inaccessible, like... It gets it's very it weird. It seems sometimes. like
3: he's released some things under different aliases,
2: possibly that too. And then there's some of them. There's like a numbered section of albums, and then there's oh, like yeah. all of the others, like "How to Leave Town" and like all of those. So like there's a shit ton of a catalog that this man has put out. But like this one, yeah, landed somewhere in there. But 2011. Uh. And gain like a cult following the 2018 release is because they signed to an album, and like part of the like deal of like signing was like to go back and release it. And I don't know if that was like Matador's decision. They're like, this is a cult hit. We would like to release it, or if that was fully like something that like Will Toledo insisted on. I'm not super certain about that. but it seemed
0: like there was like a three record deal at least.
2: Yeah, at least. So the first that one that one came out records. was Teens of Style. That was the first yeah. one they released after they got signed. And that one was like a collection of like songs he had already written so that they had something to crank out and release really quick. And then they put out their first like actual album, like as a band, like him signed with a record. He had like uh, like a three piece band behind him. Um, and uh, that was that was the first like album of like new material, like the first actual one. So like by then you're still at like 15 albums deep. Really? Yeah. Um, Teens of denial. It's actually my favorite car seat headdress album. Um, but, and then the, yeah, the thing was, was twin fantasy was supposed to be released. So they put that one out and then they immediately jumped on twin fantasy and like really like re-recorded it. Um, and it was like the chance as an artist to go back. It was like suddenly being handled the ideal conditions to like that thing that you have such a big vision for. Here is your chance. Here are
0: your resources
3: Here you for go. It.
2: Have fun. Figure it out. I hope, hope you put out something that we love. So here we are. Twin Fantasy face to face.
3: Just poking around the um, Wikipedia, it also looks like when they released the 2018 Twin, Twin Fantasy, they also re-released the original one. Oh, yeah. Well. They
2: put it out on vinyl. They, they yeah. did a vinyl release uh, for it.
0: Yeah. Let's see.
2: It's a big deal. It's like a collector's thing.
0: So we jump right in.
2: Yeah. Jump in.
0: My boy, Twin <laughs> Fantasy. <clears throat> um I, I really love that twenty eleven release, Mirror to Mirror, because of its like lo-fi quality, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know it, um, I don't know I don't know what's better or worse. You know, I think I like the lo fi, but I also like the clarity of this like twenty eighteen album. It's still got that lo-fi quality, like that lo fi, you know. Their roots are, I guess, oh, yeah. whatever. They have
2: their distinct sound,
0: but production-wise, it just—it's uh,
2: clean.
0: I mean, he's not singing in the back seat of a car anymore. No. Um,
2: it's nice. It's soaring in that song. It goes yes. from like the really cute. It's I love the 2011 version. It is very cute. Um, the full power that comes behind it in the 2018 version is like kind of band kicks it in, floors you. Like how good and a it's such a good intro to an album. Yeah. Like it really catches you like on this, like uplifting wave, which sorry, but this is about the only one you get on the album. And then like, you know, dumps you. It's like, you got scooped up at the wave pool, but then the wave crashed into you and you kind of have to drown for a little bit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The little bit is, is this is the entirety of this album. Yes.
2: Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, but this (laughs) nice buildup to it is amazing. It's so fun. You think you're going to have a good time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I kind of disagree with you.
2: That's okay. <laughs> I do too. Um, I didn't expect you guys to like this album. Well,
3: genuinely, uh, I liked the later part of it. I I told Brandon earlier, I nearly jumped ship after the second track. Mm. Um, the first one, the thing is, it's just like... What a pussy. The thing with Car Seat Headrest and a lot of other modern indie bands is that, um, number one, it is still derived from, like, mid-2000s indie so it's like it is newer it's got inventions in it that did not exist in that time frame but it's still kind of like the core elements of indie music and like melissa was saying a little bit ago a a lot of these songs bleed together for me and this is one like i kind of know, it just doesn't do much for me It, it the thing it does do is it does tell you this is kind of like it's pretty much the style that you're going to get for the rest of the album. Now, right. there are a lot of changes that happen, but like, this is kind of like showing you, okay, this is Car Headrest, and then we go into the second one, and that's a whole.
1: Yeah, I definitely did not um, get uplifting this <laughs> first song on any level. I thought, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> so maybe you got like the real, like, the actual vibes that the album was gonna give you. Like you knew already before you, you yeah, went into I the mean, rest it's, of the. I could kind of put album. myself
1: in a place. I knew kind of what I was gonna expect, and it was it was kind of exactly what I expected.
0: I suppose good on Will Toledo for doing that. Um, <laughs> you know, because he he's not he's not trying to dupe you.
1: But I also uh, ended up skipping through the second track every time I had to listen to it. <laughs>
0: Well, let's get into that second track. <laughs> it is the longest one on the album. Yeah, I can't remember what it clocks in at, but it's it's over 10 minutes.
2: It's like 13 minutes long. Yeah. The, the, it.
0: uh, the, um, it's
1: longer uh, than F- that monstrosity
2: famous, later.
0: <laughs> no,
3: Famous Prophets is like a couple minutes longer, yeah. actually. Is like it? Like 16 yeah. minutes long? Yeah. yeah famous it's like Prophets. 16 okay. minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, and that, I do find that kind of interesting because I feel like the way that he may have set this up, is that the first song and the last song exist a little bit further outside of the song cycle of
2: yeah. the relationship.
3: Okay. That's kind of what I picked up, but, like, you can't really tell that lyrically. Um, you can only really hear it, I feel like, musically. I feel like the first and last song kind of have slightly different vibe than the, the middle of the album. Can
1: I say... That was the one thing I noticed about this album as an as a whole is that I, I kept hanging in on the vibe musically versus the lyrics. I had no idea what he was talking about. I didn't even care because I knew, uh. I already knew, why it was like I knew what the feeling was on all the songs. Like I could tell exactly what he was trying to do instrumentally, which I thought was
2: very interesting. Well, the
3: lyrics have a quality too where like... Some of its strings together and others it, it exists it's outside. It's very
2: of disorienting. It.
3: Mm-hmm. it seems very stream of consciousness, is well, what yeah, I was Yeah, like it hops
2: around from like almost like this experience to like this memory to like something else right. that you were considering to like your own self loathing. Um, but musically, it's easy to pinpoint the
1: emotions. Yeah. I was
0: wondering uh, are the, sorry, are the beginning, is the beginning of this song the end of the relationship? Do you know that for sure? Do you know anything? Know. Okay.
2: I mean, I feel like it's kind of a... Well, I don't know. It sounds like it's closer to, like, the beginning of a relationship. It sounds okay. like you're going out on, like, a first date because he talks mm. about, like, driving through town. But it also sounds like, like a weird dream, too, because he says the speed limit kept decreasing by tens.
0: And then we leaves, it also
3: decreases. It does it again,
2: yeah. So you're <laughs> like, what is actually happening?
3: I, I kind yeah. of interpreted it more as... Um,
2: does he even go to the train station like, or is this just like part of the ideal fantasy? Like, this is what I wish we were doing together. Oh.
3: That's kind of my thought. My thought was this is like freshly after and he's like thinking of all these things that they did together, you know? Um,
2: Reflecting back. Okay. Yeah.
3: And I mean, this also talks about, this is where um, I wasn't certain if he um, was talking about a man or a woman. Because I felt like the first half, he was kind of talking about a woman, and then he talks about being with a with a man in the second part. Because he has this line. Um, well, he
2: also he does like very briefly reference like a friend that he's talking to. Yeah, and I think the reference is that I mean, she I, says something. Yeah, it must have just been particular. a friend. I just
3: couldn't quite tell. Yeah, um, no,
2: because I think he says something like, oh "Friend of mine." Oh, don't worry about it.
0: Well, anyway. Um, before we jump too far ahead, this this song is apparently supposed to be divided into three parts. Movements, yeah. Yeah, wow. I can tell
2: you that it's like three suites.
0: Well, it sounds like six to me. It sounds like six completely different songs. I can see songs. how
2: you. I can see that. I can kind of see that. I
0: think once someone uh, like once I read it and then I like was reading the lyrics, I was like, okay, and I can I can see That's musically what it's lyrically. Music.
2: It's called like a suite when it's like a set of three. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. A yeah. Suite. Yeah.
2: It's a musical suite.
0: In the first suite. Um, he has a line. He has a, a stanza that says, "I I wrote be- Beach Death when, when I thought, you, I were thought you were taken. I wrote, I wrote Beach Funeral beach. when I knew you were taken. I wrote Beach Fags that wasn't about you, but it could have been. It been. But, but no, it couldn't been. have been. Yeah. Um, and th- those are references to songs from another album.
2: Question yes, right? one that I haven't actually listened to. I haven't gone that far, but yeah, there is. That's another one of those like weird albums that's like hard to find.
0: Okay, so. Obviously in that like stretch of one, two, three, four. And then there was a named album and another yeah. named album and then fantasy or yeah. whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So even though I wasn't like huge on
3: some of the songs in this album, it, the writing is super consistent. Like <laughs> I think
2: that that's the whole point and purpose is like, well, that's why it's a novel. I just wanted
3: to point yeah. out one of my favorite lines in this one is, um, when they finally found their home at Walt Disney Studios, and then everyone grew up with their fundamental schemas fucked. I don't know. That would just hit nice. I, I thought about this to myself when I was listening to it. I was kind of wishing that I had heard this when I was going through a really bad breakup, because I feel like it may have clicked a little bit more. Yeah. Because, um, like, he's like, a slight bit whiny in some songs, oh, yeah. but like, I don't know if it's full on. Like, Melissa, isn't that your favorite quality to the song? <laughs> I
2: hate that. I'm sorry. Th- well,
3: <laughs> wide world. I will say, I do think this is tempered a lot more with him talking about like different experiences coming from that breakup, like him growing up basically from that. So it's, it's much more adult than some of the other whiny stuff that we've talked about. And also, the end of this song is quoted in. Is it's not the last song, is it? No, it's in in Famous Prophets, isn't it? The ocean. Yeah, the ocean part. That's Famous Prophets, right? That it comes back up in.
0: I think so. It's one of it's one of those ending tracks. You're right. Yeah. Okay, so this this lyric is in part two, the second suite, if you will, and I hope you will. Um, it should be called anti-depression, as a friend of mine suggested, because it's not the sadness that hurts you, it's the brain's reaction against it. Ooh, Oh, love that.
2: It's really nice. Yeah, yeah. There's some, like, weird little gems that you were like, that's pretty brilliant thinking. Nice. Yeah.
3: Uh, I think that's kind of the... Um, the frustrating part of this album for me is that the writing is excellent, but I feel like there is virtually no connection between the music and the lyrics themselves. Hmm. Like the music seems to just swell because it's swelling. Like, it there's it, like sometimes it makes sense with the lyrics but like most of the time like the music starts like building up and getting really loud and it it doesn't really like it
2: doesn't always quite match up like you think it will yeah like you normally think it would
0: yeah
3: i, I like
2: it
0: i do too i'm
2: aware of it i know it's disorienting i know that it's really chaotic back there it's like setting for me
0: i think it feeds into what you were saying melissa that like the music is like mapping out what the emotion is perfectly but he another thing he's also addressing in here in here is how nervous and insecure he is as a human being and there's a lot of lyrics where he's he says something and then he says like i mean no i didn't mean that like you know he like double backs Mm -hmm. on like what he's trying to say and so maybe that's why the lyrics are so disorienting is because like he can't like say what he's trying to say
3: my argument as a musician will tell you that uh, (laughs) no because this album has a lot of elements of math rock and i don't know if you know what math rock is um explain it math rock a lot of the time is where it uses a lot of odd time signatures and it has to do with like literal like rhythm numbers right and there's other elements to it too but it's basically like a lot of time signature changes and odd Things happening rhythmically.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Is there an example that you can give us outside of car seat headrests? You remember Mute Math? Nope. No.
2: It's not exactly. Minus the
3: bear, maybe. I know that. Stream thing. Yeah. But anyway, like, so. Okay. I know that, number one, because his style is taking like indie pop Mm -hmm. songwriting and mixing it with experimental um, Mm -hmm. song structures and like, you know it's basically like experimental indie pop stuff so sometimes with that style of music you end up writing songs that fit whatever weird rhythm thing or weird vibe change thing you're trying to do but because that's so focused on that part of it the the lyrics sometimes are kind of like superimposed on top of it like mm-hmm. they just don't quite like they just beat up against each other mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not necessarily car seat head or, or like his thing as a songwriter. It's just very hard to get those two things to mesh together really well. Interesting. Okay. In my opinion, anyway.
0: Yeah. And I think he actually addresses that uh, or yes. says a <laughs> line later. It's like, I was trying to get your name to rhyme with.
2: Anna Ng. Which uh, I'll get to, we'll get to that. Song, we'll get sorry. to that. We'll get to
0: it. Um, <laughs> okay. What else? I also really love the um, every time he brings up the last night I dreamed I was trying to kill you, I woke up. No, no, no. Wait, did I say that right? Yeah,
2: last night I dreamed he was was trying trying to kill kill you, you. I woke woke up, up and I was trying trying to kill kill you. you. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because I feel like a lot of people, a lot of... I'm not going to like, I don't know, taunt the fan base, but I feel like a lot of people um, listened to this album and immediately um, thought that that subject was like being abusive toward Will Toledo. And I think those lines indicate that this is an abusive relationship both ways. Like they, they knew that they were not like a good fit subconsciously, but um, it was but not, it was not one or the realize other. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah it's, yeah.
2: it's such a long and drawn and like the more I've listened to it, the more I've like able to look back, like at first you think it's just a really angsty like relationship But you realize that it's not like it's actually like kind of a deeply unhealthy one on both parts. Yeah. Like both parts here are very guilty.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also love the line, um, your ears perked up. I perked up when your ears perked up. I hoped you were using your sonar systems for me. Now, I will say too with this song,
3: um, I did nearly jump ship (laughs) after I heard it, but I'm glad that I didn't. Because there's some really great stuff that comes after.
2: I, uh, here's the thing. I oh, Let me tell you really quick how I got into Car Seat Headrest. Because uh, it's a really goofy story. Um, but back when the buzz used to be on, in the mornings, it was after Fentra left, Danny and Mark would like host like a Danny and Mark morning show. And like every morning they would give away tickets to concerts. And all you had to do was text in a song. And on that particular day, Danny was like, I'm going to get up and go out of the office. I'll be right back. Mark's going to pick your song. And I said, I've got this in the bag. I'm about to win myself some tickets. <laughs> and the song I requested was Say Anything's Alive with the Glory of Love. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, you're the winner. Like, I was listening to it on the way to drive to my shitty job. And like, I need you to know, I was really bummed out at everything right now. But I was like, that was like the highlight of like what had been a shitty like string of months. Oh, and yeah. I didn't even know what concerts there were. So I had to go online and I was like looking and looking and looking. And like, I saw the Carsey headrest one and I was like,
0: Oh my God. So you got to pick your concert. Yeah.
2: Whatever concert I wanted. That <laughs> and That's I,
0: amazing. The Beck
2: concert was around the same time. And I think I had just missed it. Cause otherwise I probably would have been like, if you have any back tickets, I'll <laughs> go to that back <laughs> show for sure. But instead I was like, uh, the car seat one was like a song that I had heard like a little bit over the summer because it was 2018 and they had released twin fantasy and I'd heard cute thing play on the radio a few times. And I was like, well, that's a fun song. It's like, whatever. It'll be a good show. It's a like grinders. I love grinders. Like I love that venue. So I went anyways. Uh, that's how I got into them. And I remember watching the performance of beach life and death, which is on the r- the recording that they released for their live album is the one that they recorded at grinders. What? Um, so that's cool.
0: That is fucking
3: cool. But it means you're on there screaming mm-hmm, somewhere. Yeah.
2: Somewhere. <laughs> well, maybe not. That was the first time I'd ever seen them, but I was like, wow. And I remember watching beach life in death and like, It just goes on forever. Like it's disorienting when you're in the crowd and you have never heard them before, too. Like you're just like, I don't know what's going on, but it's amazing. (laughs) Like I love the music's
3: getting louder for some reason. The music is
2: loud. I don't know what he's singing about really (laughs) because I've never listened to it before. But the lights are amazing and it's beautiful. So okay, I'm gonna go home and listen to this. Man,
3: can you imagine if you went to Beck? It would have been like a party.
2: Probably yeah. car
3: seat headdress is like going it's to still be a party. emotionally clean. It's a very
2: <laughs> emotional party, but it is like a party at those concerts. I'm sure it anyway. is.
3: Those songs, these songs go hard. when They, they go, go
2: hard. hard. Everyone in the, yeah, they're fun concerts too. I was tickled. I left. I was like, damn, I am a convert. Did Ooh.
0: you also see naked giants naked Giants opened okay. for
2: them and was touring in car seat headdress. So they were a seven in piece town. instead of a four oh. piece, which also does phenomenal favors doesn't change a whole lot musically. They're just even louder and (laughs) crazier. Like, (laughs) But it was fantastic to watch on stage.
0: Uh, I want to point out, uh, uh, maybe two more lines in beach life and death, and then we'll move on from this giant. The next one is kind of a pretty simple
3: one anyway. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, so in the mall in the nighttime, you came back alone with a flashlight. Um, looking that up, uh, that refers to a webcomic called Crow Killers, spelled with a C. Um, I just wanted to point that out because he points that out. Will Toledo points that out on one of the websites. Um, But the other line I wanted to point out was the significant... With a capital O, significant other, you could bring home to your mother and say, Ma, this is my brother. Um, And I think that really... sort of leans into the sexuality element of it. Like, that. you know, this is not like...
2: Well, he says later on, he says something about you're in love with late stage youth. Oh.
3: Yeah, yeah. That one stuck with me too.
2: Oh, that's in the song actually.
3: In this one,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, it, yeah. Okay.
0: Sorry. What's with these dog motifs? I said... Do you have something against dogs? The creatures on the cover. They're Our dogs. Dogs.
2: <clears throat> People love to joke about how their noses are like each other's nipples, basically, but also one of those eyes. It's
0: that's funny. Hilarious. But one of the dogs has not we won't get into yes. that. Ah! Um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, a lot of a lot of really sets you up for like what the fuck's going on with this album. That that show, that that, that track. Um So we go into Stop Smoking, We Love You.
2: It's a guilt trip. Yes. (laughs) We love you.
0: Brandon looked directly at Melissa. (laughs) That's not me saying this. Don't get that twisted. Um, Musically, largely unchanged from the 2011 album mirror to mirror um
3: i feel like there's not really a whole lot to say about this one because it's
0: no except
3: it's except for the interlude. like the judgmental yeah. aspect yeah. of That's it.
2: it's just a little interlude yeah it doesn't tell you a whole lot other than a small amount
3: well if we're ready to go forward we got talk about forward this is my favorite song okay sober to death yeah because as I was telling you earlier, the ending where it goes from six eight to four four every measure, <laughs> it is wild, and everything just like gradually falls apart, and like uh, it's just really well orchestrated that ending. And this is like one of the times where I feel like his experimental style, like, really
0: some- play, paid off. Go ahead. You I need
1: a refresher. I kind of want to listen to that ending of the song. If it's what I think it is, this is the one.
0: Okay, put a pin in that because I want to point out two things before we get to the end. Um, one thing is that there are two Alfred Hitchcock references in the lyrics. At the beginning, um, he says, lovely, lovely, um, and that's in reference to Frenzy, an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Love, lovely, 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 in your jeans, Frenzy. Yeah. Um, and then later on, he's... When I hear you going psycho. S- yes. Psycho's the other one. And then he actually says like, ah, 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 or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little melodic motif. Yeah. I wanted to point that out because it's just delicious. Um, And the lyric that says um, in the chorus, he says, take my hands off your neck. Adding to that um, sort of the obliviousness that he has with the fact that this is not you know, this is a tumultuous relationship. This is not like, this is not.
3: Let's just go ahead
0: and read that whole chunk
3: because I, I love this. Take your hands off your neck and hold on to the ghost of my body. You know that good lives make bad stories. You can text me when punching mattresses gets old. Don't think it'll always be this way. Not comforted by anything I say. We were wrecks before we crashed into each other. Hmm. Mm. This mm. This song has
0: some
2: They're both killer miserable writing. people.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm yeah okay take us to that ending that's all i wanted to point
3: out it's over to death you want to hear just the ending i think so this is the the lyrics are where it
1: does the craziness
3: don't worry you and me won't be alone no no more no i think it is because this is like i was saying it goes from six eight to four four like every measure Yes. Yes, I love yeah. that. Oh man, it's wild, mm-hmm. but it's so cool. It is wild.
1: <laughs> it's it's wild because it, the the feeling that I got before I knew what it said. Yeah. <laughs> the feeling that I got was that like kind of a push and pull between two people where you're like, you're like, fine, fine, fine. And everything's terrible and fine, fine, fine. And everything's terrible. <laughs> but like, it's just this like roller coaster, but it was that quick. And it just, I don't know. It really got me. Well, mm-hmm. and, and
3: the metaphor of like all those pieces barely like, you know, tumbling back and forth yeah. and then it just starts dropping oh, off yeah. piece by piece. Like, ugh. The song is so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, this was a perfect example of like I knew exactly what you were saying without having yeah. to hear you say it.
0: Yeah, I love the instruments used as well. So it was sort of like acoustic guitar and then yeah. electric and then acoustic yeah. and then they sort of sort of bled together and then you know like you said they they all sort of just like falling off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I Love that. I love it. Well, and yeah. I,
3: for me, like it, it was really cool just to hear how all those individual pieces fit together because you can hear it as it falls apart, but mm-hmm. like you hear it all put together and it sounds like, you know, it's still kind of wild, but it makes sense. And then as it falls apart, it just makes less and less sense as it comes down.
0: It oh, Man, it's so cool. As he's repeating, you and me won't be alone no more. Don't yeah. worry. Mm. Powerful. Delicious. I don't have anything else. I just, that... So we don't want to be sober anymore. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to be sober to death. Um, we're not. Uh, we're. Um,
1: it's fine.
0: We're, we will barrel right to Nervous Young Inhumans. Now, before we go deep into this, wasn't this the name of? The the first
3: band that he, or like the, yeah, the yeah, name the f- that he went by. It yeah. wasn't, it was Nervous. It was
0: just Nervous Young Men? Nervous Young Men. Okay, all right it's great that he could breathe new life into this <laughs> and just, I I kind of want to address the fact, maybe this is, I don't know, whatever. Um, the fact that in 2011, you know, when this album came out fresh out of the relationship, um, it was indeed two men or more accurately, a man and a trans woman, not yet living as a trans woman. Um, and, the fact that this album came out again and very subtly addresses the fact that she did transition into what she was, you know, the entire time. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I also wanted to point out a lyric change in this song. This is the first one that I caught. um, And it's the, I don't know, the chorus, the pre-chorus. In Mirror to Mirror, he says, you galvanistic young boy, you galvanistic young man, you galvanistic young inhuman, you understand. And face-to-face, the 2018 version, he says, you never lifted your voice, you never raised your hand, you never, wait, what? You never, you never showed, showed, showed me hand. you're inhuman, you understand. So it seems as though he's grown up just a little bit.
2: There's some tweaks, yeah. There's some, there's some very intentional tweaks to, like, say, ooh, Things have changed. This is, in fact, a shift in perspective. Yeah Which I love because, as we've agreed on a lot of songs already, he keeps so much of the material he already had. It's just like it's not like he went back and completely rewrote the album. He didn't right. go crazy with a whole lot of stuff. He just had better production and better instruments and better artists. but he still like stayed true to like, it wasn't what in he his car. out. Yes. He stayed true to what he had initially put out. He was like, no, I think a lot of that, like he really was just handed ideal conditions to recreate something. And he said, okay, great. And then he made the few important changes like lyrically that he was like, yeah, now it is a mature album. It's interesting the balance that happens there of like what is kept so similar and just the few tiny details that were changed.
3: There were two things in this song that I wanted to um, talk about. Um, First of all, it's um, this verse, you swore you never used the face that your ex invented, so let's meet up in Uncanny Valley. Do we know what the Uncanny Valley effect is?
2: Yes. Tell it to the kids. I, I, I made a little note of it. The
3: Uncanny Valley effect refers to an eerie feeling of unfamiliarity people get while observing or interacting with robots that resemble humans almost but not quite perfectly.
2: Okay, so you have that, which is very similar, but also the one that I have as a definition is the relationship between the degree of an object's resemblance to a human being yeah. and the emotional response to such an object.
3: They talk about with Uncanny Valley effect too, um, as that being a possibility of why Homo sapiens wiped out prior forms of man because they looked different from Homo sapiens.
0: Hmm.
3: Um, I don't know. Uncanny Valley is a really fascinating subject, but there was that line that I noticed. Uh, and then the other one, and I mostly just wanted to ask because I didn't, he only mentions pain star twice does, yeah. that I can think of. But when the second time he brings it up, he mentions pain star, black star. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the black star is referring to other than David Bowie, but well, I don't Well, we've talked
2: was, about black star as like a laceration that comes with certain types of cancers. Yes, it's true. A, an association that it has. So I think in this, it's a similar... A pain star is a, a similar term for the same as black star would be. They mean the same thing. Interesting. They're both the same thing. Okay. Interestingly, I would like to point out, they also did a cover of black star yes. um, after Bowie's death. That makes yeah.
0: sense. I, I got a pretty cool. strong Bowie vibe from this. I felt like. So Kate, where the album, you know, the subject of this album um, is a, I love
2: that you're okay. Well, it's interesting that you're willing to say that. I think it's like kind of an acknowledged thing, but also not really.
0: Yeah, but I don't, I don't think she likes to acknowledge it or was very, very apprehensive when it first came out because well,
2: probably, like I
0: said, um, I think a lot of people who listen to this album just like put her as the enemy when it was, it was, it was not, it was not one or the other. It was they both. They were just together both the in the time. A bad, yeah. Um, and they support each other all the time. Um, but why I bring her up is because she is a um she's an artist. She's she makes the one comics. Who does crow killers. Oh, okay. So there's that connection. I didn't I didn't know that. I, I did not go that do the far explaining
2: earlier. But since we've waded into it, she's the one that does crow killers.
0: Okay. Um.
2: She's the one who did the album art for "Making a Door Less Open." Oh, uh, Madlow.
0: Which, by the way, I really like that album. Anyone can come for me if they want to. I'll fight them. Um anyway Kate words that that she she did a story and one of the characters in her stories in her comics is pain star right um, and this is based on they both will Toledo and Kate words had a mutual friend who had a dream that was like uh, I guess one of the characters in the dream was a pain star and um what it is it's just like a, a star like if you touch it you will uh, experience and like a an An enormous amount of pain. Like, you will, yeah. Um, Which is why there's later in the album, Did They Tell You What Happens When You Touch It? Um,
2: I was just going to say, it's a juicy album. That's some of, I think, so much of its allure. It connects with people on an emotional level, but also. There's a whole string of internet drama that you can look into and be like, okay.
0: Internet drama that people will talk about, but will never truly ever understand what happened between those two people. Like this is a very intensely intimate album. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, can we talk about this middle part here? Mm Mm-hmm from basically from I'm a good person you got to stretch oh, speech. It is it's, as, it's as, yeah. Listen, at first I was like oh, we're talking now this is great. And is then and on? then he goes and then he goes something I know about myself. um uh oh where to go? Do you know about Jesus and I said I'm sorry what? And, and I really re- know about and that. I rewound it because I was like what well, yeah. now what are you talking about? I want to hear that. <laughs> And it that got me. That really that made this whole song make so much more sense for me. And I, love, I just love that whole section.
3: I liked right before that when he says, I think that evil is an idea created by others to mm-hmm. avoid dealing with their own nature. Yep. Good and evil have nothing to do with it. I understand myself. I control myself. I control everything within myself. My domain is my domain.
2: I can affect the lives of those around me.
3: And, and affect the lives of those I
0: love without moving a finger. hmm Mm -hmm. The speech is different in the 2011 album.
2: Who are you convincing? That was my question. I'm like, who are you convincing? I am a good person. That's question.
0: Yeah, why? Why do you need to tell us that? And the fact that he says, is this thing on more than once? Maybe
1: yourself, too, though. Like, maybe. (laughs) Totally yourself.
2: You have to convince yourself. Which is totally fine, but
0: at the end of this song in the mirror to mirror Mm -hmm. cut. Um, he says, this is the part of the song where I regret writing it. And in the same part of the face to face, he says, is, isn't this where, and then it jumps right into bodies. Cuts him off. Um, have we any more opinions about nervous young and humans? Because here's what I have to say about bodies is, fuck yeah.
3: This is
1: my favorite one. Oh, this yeah. is one. it's a good one. It's a bop. Uh, yes, is it
3: is. This also is like, <laughs> I think this is where he's finally like, okay, I'll stop doing weird shit for one song. <laughs> one
1: song.
2: I think he knows how to make a fun dance bop. Oh, because yeah. Because he put a couple of them out on uh, Madlow, too. And I was like, dang, this is fun. Like...
3: He wouldn't be able People to. People
2: want to shit on it, but I'm like, no, it's good dance music. Can't cool me down. I love that song. And I love the way it was performed live before it was recorded. Very different song, but the oh. way it sounds like as it was released on the album, absolute fun.
3: Yeah, you can't write, like, even though the songs on this are, like, a little strange, they are also still catchy. Like, yeah, this yes. one,
2: though, so catchy. Yeah.
0: I really, like, is it the chorus yet? No, it's
2: just no. the building
0: of the verse. <laughs> so when the chorus comes, it'll be more rewarding. Um, I, I I feel like I told you this a couple years ago when I first heard like these two albums back to back. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't really think there was a need to remake this album until I heard this track, and I was yes. like, oh yeah, like he really made it what he, he like wanted it to be. He pumped
2: so much life into it. It's yeah. the biggest change like sonically that happens on the album to any of the songs. Yes, and like you can kind of see. Like, you listen to the old one, you're like, eh, kind of see where you were going with that. But this one, you're like, oh, No, I nice. had no
0: idea until
3: now. This <laughs> is where you were going. Now, this could be me kind of reading into things. But I felt like... <laughs> I think that's the point of the song record. When he totally. sings, don't you realize, that it kind of sounds like, do, do you, you realize? realize? Oh, ah, yeah. mm-hmm. Because the melody, he goes like, don't you realize? And then it changes, like, almost immediately after yeah. that. But...
0: I'm be surprised.
3: But that line itself, too. Don't you realize our bodies could fall apart any second? I'm terrified your body could fall apart at any second.
0: Also, okay, let me see that again. I want to... This is... uh, uh, (laughs) 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 This speaks to a point that I was making earlier. Um, Those are, you got some nice shoulders. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That line... (laughs) I'm like, how do you
3: sing that without fucking... (laughs) Right,
0: and then he says at the beginning, or like you know, um, it comes around again and again. Um, He says, "I mean, I what is that? Sick of
2: meaning? I just want to hold you." Yes,
0: yeah, and I think that really speaks to like these mishmash lyrics Mm -hmm. that you you hear it, and you are like, "No, wait a minute, what?" Uh, But the music is just flawless. It really gives you what the intention behind the lyric was. Really adds to it. Hmm. Bodies. Phenomenal. Fantastic. It's bop. Certified bop. Certified
2: Certi- bop. That's you what it says it in my notes too. So we can
0: need another
3: sound cue. Boom. Certified body.
2: <laughs> yeah, we we'll do. Put Damn. it in post.
3: We
1: do.
2: I was gonna say my favorite well, uh, not my favorite thing. This is just a little note in the choice of spelling it as it's spelled, which is B-O-D-Y-S, possessive and singular oh, yeah. versus like multiple bodies.
0: Uh-huh. Our bodies, ourselves. The difference
2: between the two, just for the sake of.
0: Are you telling me you're you're not just like, you don't have that information
3: at the top of your.
2: I have to do research. This is an actual Uh, effort.
3: We do things on this podcast.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I don't just show up, listen to music, drink too much gin. Oh, I do sometimes.
0: Okay. I was going to say, just call me out, but you you and me.
2: But it's work. You do some research. Uh,
1: Did some what are
2: we listening, listening to? <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, I, um, are we, uh, can we move on to the next track? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause I really no. like this one too. Cause I
3: just wanted to say that sometimes I get so fucking romantic. Oh I my apologize. God. Let me light your cigarette. Come visit Kansas for a week of debauchery.
1: Songs, uh, was like, fives yes. and weird, weird sex. sex. Why Kansas? Like, I
2: mean, not to be a weed, but you know, but, you know
0: well,
2: you Because know. <laughs> why not? He's
0: speaking to us because well, we freaks. True.
2: We're from Kansas. Every one of us, we are from Kansas. So Of All course, right. we're a bunch of hog fucking wild weirdos. We hear him reference it. But why? What was he doing Make in Kansas? Hog, hog no, he was here,
3: here for a, a week of Kansas. debauchery. <laughs> he yes,
1: said he's
2: not wrong. He was
1: drinking whiskey in the bar in Brookville. Maybe so. oh. eating some fried chicken.
3: Eating some fried
1: chicken. He oh. wants. He wants to take him out on R- Highway 40 R- and just drive around R- the country. S- 40. <laughs> Look at those
3: stars. Oh yeah, it's mm. hilarious to me in this song too. He says, "Um, um, I mean Dan Behar's voice and John Antwhistle. You know, you know who John Antwhistle no. is? Mm-hmm. you're bringing up I'm the mirror done. to mirror lyrics. I did. Uh, I because that, that's the first thing that comes up actually. But John Antwhistle is it's the just, bass player for the Who who famously has way less stage presence than everybody else (laughs) in the room. Okay. Everyone else is smashing their instruments. He's standing off to the side, clutching his (laughs) bass like, nope, this is not being smashed.
2: Uh, My thing is, is the updated version, he says uh,
3: Frank Ocean, voice. Yes. James Brown's stage presence. James
2: Brown's stage presence.
3: Totally different
0: vibes. Yeah.
2: Oh, 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 oh. Oh. oh, there! I had another note about this song. You brought up the, uh, I accidentally rhymed your name with Anna Ng. Yeah. Um, Worked like a charm. So that's a reference to They Might, they might be, be Giants, giants yeah. Anna Ng. They, both of the Johns, John Linnell and John Flansburg, are credited in the lyrics writing for this song. Oh, because he pulls directly oh. from it, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. So the both of them are credited, and I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> I was like, interesting to like so specifically reference. Well, he even says John Linnell yeah he says John Linnell's name
3: what was that I just saw the other one that I like too uh, it's, it's disappeared he died in an explosion of, of mixed, mixed media, media and poorly mm. written reviews mm. <laughs> and some stammering drunk who tried to tell him how good his shit was that's hey, that's a, a, that's, good. that's that's some good, good shit, shit. Man.
2: <laughs> that's some good shit man uh, yeah
0: I think musically Which, this is a little bit di- what go ahead <laughs>
2: I was
1: just going to say that line in itself gave me a Bob Dylan vibe, right? And then later in the album, there is one song where at the end, he's wailing about something and it is... (laughs) I was like, Bob Dylan could totally cut this song easily. I wouldn't even (laughs) ask questions. I wouldn't even ask one question. He's
0: wailing about something. (laughs) Something. Yes. (sighs) So we were sober and we died. So let's get high and let's die. Now we're into High to Death. Is it just me or are we flying through this album?
1: We are flying through this album, but but here's why. Okay. Because there are a few of these songs, like even this one, where it's like there's five words to yeah. the whole song.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right.
1: So we, we've said, this is great. Next.
0: <laughs> this is true. Yes?
3: I actually... Um Kind of bummed out by this song.
2: Oh, this oh, song is a major bummer. Yeah. Well, it just like it kills. We you. got like
3: we got bodies. We got sober to death. Well, yeah. As like, soon
2: as cute thing finishes, yeah, we dump right into this.
3: Very much sad from yeah. here on out. Well, no, it just like you know, like even the 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 fifteen uh, famous prophets. I was into it because the vibe changes at the beginning. Well, of it. I just it, thought it was right? sad
1: songs. We'll get into it.
3: But no this song i just felt just like the the, the the like three or four songs that are right before this one are like the best on the album and then we get this and it's just like oh,
2: see God. i have so many notes about this song because i love this song <sighs> um it's gloomy as fuck though it is we just get off the high that is both bodies and cute thing we just had a great time and then all of a sudden we're sucked right back into like Sad down. Sadness and self loathing. Like, I mean, he is absolutely high and absolutely miserable. And I say high on like anything, but if you've ever been high and sad, like.
0: Not great. It's just. Not great.
2: You're miserable. Like, fuck. Yeah, no, this is a. He's just a really miserable person right here. Like, it is like the mania and then the depressive episode that follows immediately oh, after. Yeah. Oh, and it just yeah. slams into you. need you to know I was listening to this album a lot when I was probably the most depressed I've been. So factor that in.
0: But that's probably when the album makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah. no.
2: I was like, damn, now I look back at it and I'm like, God, there's so much like, it is a little whiny, it is a little self-loathing, but I do get it.
0: Which, you know, but- I feel like maybe this is, an overstep, but he probably felt the same way where yeah. he like revisited this and said, Oh You feel shit. a little silly,
2: but then yeah. also you're like, it was real at the time. Yeah, so, like, that's exactly. the thing. Oh. But like, no, I'll I will talk about those this. monologues
0: later. Cause but. we just
2: work through so much to like this weird idea of like, I just closed my eyes and I lay there and I'm just like, I'm never going to be all right again. Like, you know, and then there's that sickening feeling of like this wallpaper is just going around the room and around. He tells like such a story of like a bad night, or maybe many bad nights, but like there they are, and then we launch into like
0: <sighs> before you get before you go too much further, I do want to talk about those lines because yeah. I think he I, uh, maybe in an AMA, but he he addressed like his experience with weed and that like the oh, yeah. first time he smoked it, he felt I like don't he think was he's dying.
2: One of those people who can smoke weed, no, no, Some no, he can't. is
0: not. He's can not one of those smoke people. Weed. Um, and he said that the the wallpaper line is a direct reference to the yellow wallpaper that Sylvia Blath. No no no. no, no, no. Um oh. Charlotte Charlotte Perkins Gillum. Whoops. Gilman. Gilman. Um, and she the and this short story is uh, about um a doctor and his wife. Well, it's about it's about her. Um and her husband says that she is having just a a, a bout of hysteria. So she just needs to go upstairs and um sit in this room where there's nothing but wallpaper and she talks about how disgusting the yellow wallpaper is and how like there's gross toadstools on it and how it's just sickening and how it smells like yellow and it is yellow yes Um, and then she sees a woman behind the wallpaper like crouching on all fours like trying to get out of the wallpaper and so like she's like tearing the wallpaper off or something and so there's just this, this whole like Psychosis yes. in that line in this song that he's like kind of going through. Um oh. which is interesting that he that it leads into the line, keep smoking, I love you. Um, where he's like suddenly grown an acceptance this, to the smoking, even though he
2: I think it's less of grown an acceptance and more of like reaching a point where you compromise. Uh, like there's just this like keep smoking because I love you. If it means that you'll stick around, then I just I do love you, please. Keep smoking if that's what makes you happy. It's crazy. Yeah, I feel like a lot of like this song is where everything like really crashes in. You're like, this was like a bad relationship.
0: It seemed like it was going good. And then all of a sudden it isn't.
2: Oh, I don't feel like it ever right. was going good. That's the problem. But
0: those those three songs that those we went high through. Moments, you yeah. Know, you have
2: those moments where you're like, maybe this is fine. No. Yeah. i it's, it's a relationship maybe we're okay. that was absolutely doomed from the start. Like they were miserable when they met. They were miserable the whole time they were together. They made each other more miserable. But then separating from each other was also an absolutely miserable affair. Like it is just a it is a relationship that was a wreck. We were a wreck before we crashed into each other. Like mm-hmm, it's just, mm-hmm. just the perfect storm of like absolute, I don't want to say toxic, but whatever we'll throw it in there.
3: I feel like that's a good um overarching theme for the whole thing is it's just kind of like a, a meditation on misery. Like, cause he doesn't talk just solely about like this breakup. It's just like, Awful. (laughs) Like (laughs) everything he talks about on the album is just like how depressed he is with himself. And like, he doesn't believe in himself. Well, yeah. Doesn't believe in love. Doesn't believe in anything, you know? It's just,
2: so I think something I want, would want to point out is the concept of the like face to face and mirror to mirror, because there are moments where he like keeps referencing that like you and me won't be alone anymore. And the whole concept of like the mirror to mirror where instead of accepting the other person for like who they are, You're, like, desperately trying to find someone who matches you exactly. Which is realistically just a reflection of how desperately you need to love yourself. Like, Mm. so there is that, like, harsh, like, coming face to face and finally realizing that aspect. Does that ever happen in this con?
0: Mm. Where he references mirrors and faces?
2: Yeah. That might not be quite in this song. No, not quite, but that's okay. Sorry. That's in Does happen.
0: That's in Famous Prophets, I think.
2: Probably soon.
0: Well, before we get too far into that. In the face-to-face um recording of High to Death, there's this little interlude that he puts in there. There's a
2: monologue. Um,
0: um, there's a monologue, but there's there's a there's like a clip from a movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that
2: one I, I don't know what movie that is. Let me tell you. Maybe you know.
0: It's from uh, All Summer in a Day and the the plot of this movie or the Whatever. The plot of this movie is that there is this family that lives on Venus, this version of Venus where the sun comes out for uh the, the sun is shining for nine years at a time. So oh, it's dark right. nine years out of uh, for you know and then whatever. The sun
2: comes out. I okay, yes. I know this. Never mind, I know this.
0: The the you little know, there's a little girl who comes from Earth who still remembers what the sun uh, feels like and what it looks like and what, you know, whatever, what it's like to have sunshine. And she is explaining to these kids what the sun is like while it's still dark. And they don't believe her, so they shove her in a closet. Um, But then when the sun comes out, they all leave to go, like, experience the sun. And she's sitting there saying, William, let me out. Missing out on the
2: first time you see the sun in so long.
0: Yes, yeah. Which is very interesting. And then he starts in with these sun motifs, talking about... Um, hell is the sun burning forever at the center of everything or at the center of things. A
2: ball on fire at the center of things. Yes. A brain on fire at the center of things. Yes,
0: yes, yes.
2: This is someone I think who is finally coming to terms with just how depressed they are. Yeah. Or at least able to look back on it and be like, holy shit, that was not good. Not only
0: was I not doing myself any favors, but those around me Everyone were being affected me was too. was
2: miserable because... I was miserable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What is the monologue in in uh high to death? I forget.
2: Oh, you we're talking about um or the so there's the there's the two different monologues, right? The major change in this, in this one in the album, okay. yeah. Is that where we're ready for? Cause that's the one I that I so. think I get the most excited about because it's like initially so in the second it's this is the big defining difference between the two albums because in the first one he's still writing it from himself where like his monologue goes on and he talks about like using the term earlier in the album i use the term galvanized and he goes on to explain the galvanized is like this electric current that you feel and i guess the suggestion being Both that it's an electric current that's like, this is beyond our control that we're pulled towards each other. But then it's also a reference to, um, and he brings it up, uh, Mary Shelley's Shelley's, Frankenstein, like in the use of that then. So it's really like, are we magnetically pulled together or is this actually some horrific like Frankenstein incident where like none of this is creating an
3: abomination?
2: Yes yeah and so like he has that monologue but then in the updated version it is not him it is an art student explaining her portfolio the lady the lady she she started and she says she says in it she's like it's the lady she says i wasn't feeling great when i started the project mm-hmm. and i wasn't feeling great when i ended it um but i know she's always going to be a part of me it kills me it's, amazing. it's it kills me. It's that, brilliant. That
0: link to that portfolio is still live, so you can go see the lady Oh, on that's cool. Tumblr.
2: See, I just, I love it, though. Like, it's...
0: <sighs> kind of interesting
3: knowing the circumstances of what happened after they broke up with um, the, the trans woman and all that, and that they have the lady painting and all that kind of stuff. Just seems... Because the who is the student? Is this just like a random audio of the file that he found, or
2: yeah? I think, I'm not super okay. certain.
3: Because if it is, well, that's they, like highly. They know each other.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, she did the cover art for the Beach Life and Death single and Nervous Young and Humans. Okay. Okay. So
2: I love that. They
0: friends.
2: I love that. I love the idea of using that because it amazingly fits in with. we've talked about he largely kept this album the same, but there is there are the few tiny tweaks he makes to like dance like where he acknowledges the distance between where he was then and where he is now and how he's able to look back and perceive it. And this is just if that is like the monologue that she gave with her portfolio, or like if it is just a well done writing, either way, it just like it blows my mind. It's a and initially I didn't think I liked it. I think the first time I was like, oh it's weird to like move so far away from your art but i i disagree i changed that opinion it is a really nice like statement on how to look back at something you've made and understand the emotional impact that it had on you and that it still has on you and also understand that your intent as an artist because we were talking about this and this ties back to like what my issue was with the ai thing is that the ai doesn't understand an artist's intent like they can take the preconceived notions of what an artist is, but ultimately a person changes and morphs and grows. And you can look back at your previous works and have different opinions on them and different interpretations than you did, you know, like at the time, like you can change, you can grow.
0: I just want to name drop the artist that was talking is Hojin Stella Jung. That's her. I um
3: I think too that with this album there was definitely I think a responsibility that he felt to still pay um, homage to the original version oh yeah but the fact that he still put the effort in to reinterpret it to to something that makes sense to him now I mean not only does that take a lot of like digging up a bunch of stuff that you probably don't want to take a look at anymore but also to have such a strong sense of yourself, who you are now to make those changes and not, s- not still get hung
2: up on your ego. Over yeah, it, yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: An intense amount of growth. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And and I think that's why this album kind of sounds like an apology as opposed to mirror to mirror where it sounds like he's the victim.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, yeah.
3: and how, how old is he in, in, I mean, that's nine year, seven yeah. years, seven years. So, yeah, yeah. So, if he was like 19, he's he like would have been 26. Yeah. When he yeah. Got to totally, this. totally different person.
2: Different mindset, still young.
0: So, we go into
2: Famous
0: Prophets. Famous Prophets. Famous Prophets. <laughs> Melissa, I'm going to ask you um, <laughs> Was the song brief? Was it?
1: No. Was it too short for you? No. Mm-hmm. It was unusually long.
0: Unusually, you don't have you don't have sixteen long. minutes to spare.
1: I was shocked. I tell you, okay, listen. The first I time I listened to you. this album, because I, I this is how I kind of normally do it, right? I will, I will put it on while I'm doing something else initially and just kind of let it seep into my subconscious. And then I will go back and actually listen to it. Right. The first time I listened to it, I was in this. Right. And I was like, man, I wonder how many, I didn't look how many tracks is on it. So it's like, I wonder how many tracks are on this album. And so I go, go to look at what I'm listening to. And on my phone says 13 minutes elapsed, three (laughs) minutes to go. And I said, I'm sorry, this is one song. (laughs) Like I thought, we had gone through three, it's four, like
2: a good four or five, almost. five songs yes. easily.
1: Like and and they were transitioned enough that I really thought we had changed songs. I really didn't know. I was confused.
3: I would. Be, I didn't hate
1: it, but it's too damn long.
3: I would be very curious to know if um, Will Toledo is a Brian Wilson fan.
2: He's a huge Brian Wilson fan. I'm sorry I hadn't had a chance to mention that. (sighs) I meant to earlier. He's a giant Brian Wilson fan, and he references him in multiple other songs. And I meant to have that conversation with you, Colton, because. A lot of his process when he sat down and worked on all of the production for this album, maybe not quite as out there as some of the stuff that went into like pet, pet sounds, but the whole concept was
3: no, no, no. It's not pet sounds. It's smile.
2: The fussiness over <sighs> everything. The
3: nonsense. That is smile. It's the album after pet sounds that this like smacks of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because after pet sounds, um, Brian He's got Wilson. He some went, good references to he that. He went to this songs. whole thing that he called Pocket Symphonies, which mm-hmm. is what um, um, Good Vibrations was like the, the pinnacle of that. There and, we go. Okay. And Smile was um, basically a whole album of these musical suites, like we get with these two songs. But they. I
2: love the sweet concept.
3: Well, the sweet concepts work okay when it's 15 minutes, but when you're trying to do. As much as this song changes, mm-hmm. but in four minutes, no. <laughs> I love you, Brian Wilson, but that album, schizophrenia it, is a mess. Yes, we it know. is schizophrenia. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> that's. I'm glad that you pointed out that they're supposed to be like sweets because that makes them make so much more sense. It makes one.
1: sense, but...
3: Um, well yeah i mean i'm still more on your side with it it's is, a little it, long
1: it looks a little long and it doesn't i don't
3: it doesn't make sense all it the doesn't really
1: make sense on the album like to have just two random like two how about let's have these pieces. random huge symphonic bag badass suites and nah. just fuck up people and it's like that doesn't but then why
3: i think <laughs> it makes less sense because with those suites there's supposed to be this idea that the music radically changes between sections and it doesn't really change that much between the different sections. That's why these songs feel so long because
2: it's not quite a big enough. No, lift there's not, section. there's
3: not a lot of like rise and fall to it. Like there is a little bit, but that's, that's the thing. Like, so I, I, I read a description for, um, car seat Headrest to described them as writing lo-fi indie pop songs with, um, experimental song structures right and that's the whole thing it's still indie rock so you still get like that kind of stuff you know just repetitive eighth note stuff over that's my like biggest hang up on this album is that the music is so repetitive like it's a lot of the same thing with minor changes that's why i really liked sober to death because you get that time signature switching around at the end of it. It's also why I liked bodies because it gives you kind of this different vibe to it. But yeah, I don't know. I, these, I liked, uh, famous Prophets a hell of a lot more than I liked, uh, beach life after death,
0: but
1: I did not like it. I just, I just, it's long. <laughs>
0: It's really a lot to ask of the listener.
2: It's a lot to ask of the listener, and especially then, by the time you get this deep into the album, okay, it seems like it should be wrapping up. But then my you get my 16 main minutes
1: point of contention with the fact that this is so long is that now we had to go into one more. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that's my main yeah. point of contention. If This had been and the not, ending. I'd probably be less annoyed by the fact that it was so one long, more and not
3: just one more. It's a seven minutes. minute long. Yes. What
1: are you doing? No, to us? it is.
3: It is a and lot okay. to ask because you're not only asking. For a long sitting time period on that one fifteen minute song, which you're also asking to listen to a very depressing album for over an hour. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and you're expecting a common listener who, like fifteen minute tracks are super uncommon still to this day. You're asking them to sit there and then listen to another song that's half as long as that one. You know, it's. It's a lot. I mean, that you're asking a very large amount of standout. It's stand still like another
2: from, 20 minutes of someone sitting yeah, down
3: right. listening to you, which yeah. feels like a it's, lot. It and I'm it's not,
2: very
1: easy at this point to kind of start checking out of the album. I and think.
3: I'm not saying it as like a, a, a you know, dig on him or anything. Like, I, I genuinely understand what he's trying to do, but that is that's a lot to ask. Like, like I said, he had
1: flipped these songs, and this is the last one. I would have less issue with how yeah. long it was. Even with that seven minute song in front I of it, I would have had less issue with it. you kind of
2: want those little uh, sandwich effects, which is kind of actually what he winds up doing. Well, it's yeah. just kind of, if it's going to be sorry, this long, let's make it a finale. You know, but but let's
1: really go all out. Kind of does
2: this book ending thing, but it almost isn't necessary because you almost have beach life and like you could do beach life and death and this song as the bookend pieces. Yeah. Instead of doing the like, circle back to to, is to an my intro board. and an
3: outro. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um. But Hey, it's a legendary album. Who are we to say? Who are we? It's listen, true. listen, we are not uh, we are not the music <laughs> experts. All right. We just right? have opinions. We our, just opinions. Have opinions and just, our
1: personal opinions. The
0: beautiful thing about music is that it's it's not all everybody relative. can speak the, la- the language, but everybody can hear the language. Now everybody listen. can understand it in their own way yeah i mean we're just a bunch of assholes talking about music so. we are just a bunch of assholes if that's not in our description it should be <laughs> your friendly neighborhood that
1: really should yeah we're like your friendly neighborhood none of us are friendly or neighborly i don't know what the hell we trying to <laughs> laugh for
0: i look through my blinds Aww. at the neighbors
1: <laughs> hello i know i'm not gonna invite you over though
3: you're aggressive <laughs> agitated <laughs> yeah. record listening podcast
0: exactly I want to point out um, the fact that he says "twin bruises on my shins." The bruises represent what I went it. through for you. It's a, a not so subtle direct reference to the fact that he was singing um, in his in car, the back of the car right into a headrest, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which brings us to car seat headrest.
2: Where they got the title from? Brilliant. Hey. Um,
3: you have to do it every episode, don't you?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, you had a body. it's just for you, Colton. Yeah, we do everything just for you. you. Arms, I know. I'm hands gonna,
2: and legs and etc.
0: I'm going to jump ahead until unless somebody has something before because there's you know like Where we said 15 to? minutes. I'm going to well, okay. So the lyric lyrically, I'm going to jump to so descend into cliche. Mm-hmm. If you found your holy grail, yada 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 is this the way down there, 2011 version the lyrics i read were the 2018 i'm gonna i'm gonna reference the 2011 version the mirror to mirror version okay. because what he says is for three transgressions of words and for four i will not revoke punishment for sending me an invitation for selling yourself pardons for three transgressions of will and for four i will not revoke the punishment for falling in love too hard, you'll never set foot in this town again. Why did you tell me to come in the first place? Really paints Will again as the victim of this whole ordeal. Um, but, and face to face, the lyrics read, So descend into cliche. If you found your holy grail, I could fill back in that grave. I could hammer in that nail. I could give you what you want. I could give you what you deserve. I could sing another song. I could watch the hammer swerve. It continues. Hold on. And when and the, the mirror, mirror breaks, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Call it a black. Call it Black Star. Call it Pain Star. The same
3: the thing same happens thing when you happens
2: touch it. When you touch it. Um.
0: So I
3: have those lyrics pulled up as well, and this has something different on. Did different than both me. of those. Yes, it says so. Descendant of the cliche. If the music has away? forsaken you, roll the stone over the grave. I never liked that one, anyways. Or stare into the face of whatever it is that's facing you. And if the levee breaks, you'll find out what it is that's replacing you.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: I like that, but that sounds churchy.
0: Well, the whole thing is very biblical, anyway. For like sure. there's a for lot sure, of reverence. Sure. No, in I there.
1: see. I can see any of his songs being turned into some uh, secular.
2: I think he almost went to school or maybe did go to college for theology or something like that.
0: I also, I I I think, I think he also went to, um, he lived in or close to Williamsburg. Yes. Um, so Mm. he was in that area. Well, there's that. Um, well, interesting. I don't know where I got those lyrics from.
1: Brandon, I'm reading the same ones you just did. Mm -hmm.
0: Does he say both?
1: No, I, I'm re- I'm reading the ones I could feel back in that gray of the hammer and that nail. i I'm, I'm not and I read the ones that you read earlier earlier, well, but you, I've never read the ones Colton's you on. You
3: looked up um Amanda Palmer the other day and they had the wrong lyrics for that too. So maybe they have the wrong lyrics on. No, but
0: the lyrics you read no, oh, I
3: remember off hearing down those. In the
2: song. It's oh, just further in the song. What, oh, I'm you're reading? right. You're yeah. right.
0: You're right. Okay.
2: Sorry. Good. I good, I, good.
3: I missed the first one the first time, I guess.
0: But I'm glad you pointed that out because it, it's uh, uh that those two stanzas together really make up the whole thing mm-hmm. yeah um and and i think it really paints him as again a more apologetic more like um yeah more stepping back from yeah. from the scene, the, crime, right. yeah. Yeah. the scene of the crime as it were yeah the scene of the crime um and in the stars version or or i say stars because Famous Prophets in Face to Face is parenthetically Stars and Famous Prophets in Mirror to Mirror is parenthetically Faces. Um, in the Stars version, we hear the intro song. We hear My Boys. Um, just like sort of like it's a, it's a jumbled, like bastardized version of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then I think there's also like some outro, another woman doing an outro for that too. She's just reading a verse, a Bible verse. And now these two remain. And then it goes into...
2: I haven't looked at the sun for so long. Well, I, I haven't even have been in this damn see. song. 15 minutes. <laughs> so, well, we step into, into the,
1: the sun Almighty, in the
0: finale, Twin Fantasy, uh, Those Boys. Mm-hmm. These boys. Those boys. Those boys. Can't read my handwriting, I'm sorry.
2: Those boys. Um, they're not kissing and they're not fucking... They just want to
0: have fun. Fun, fun,
2: fun.
0: Hey. Oh. Boys just want to have fun. Hey, well, okay. Well,
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I just uh, it clicks the Beach Boys reference. Uh-huh. Just, yeah, just then. Um,
2: yeah. Well. We had a lot to say about that. one. Yeah, let's say more about that song. Uh, I, I <laughs>
1: could. Just it was silence. seven whole minutes long. We had three things to say about it. I
2: well, was good. I always made the. I made the comment about the mirror-to-mirror mirror concept of like your partner. You seek out someone who is exactly like you because you desperately need like to love yourself. And if you can just find someone who's just like you, and if you can love them, and if they can love you. You got it taken care of, and then the face to face gone for. Your, I guess. Also, sometimes the people, the the whole concept of the twin fantasies, like building your partner into something that they are not. Um,
0: that reference in one of those upbeat songs, uh something about um, showing the face that your ex, mm-hmm. your ex, yeah. yeah,
2: you never show the face that your ex invented.
0: Y- yes, um it seemed like, you know, like they're like, yeah, we're stepping forward. We're moving on. We're doing, we're going to do better than we did in our past relationships. When in fact they just did the same thing.
2: It's just you. That's yeah. just you.
0: Yeah.
2: There's certain people you don't work with.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and they have that line. I don't remember what song it's in, but it's about like being eaten. I think yes. well, that's the first one. Get more one.
2: groceries. Get yeah. eaten. Beach life and death.
3: I feel like that's. Um,
2: I love that. Um, I love that line.
3: You're Kind of talking about you know, a relationship there too. What it is to be just consumed
2: being, by other people. Right. And they don't give back.
3: Precisely. Mm. Just eating and then replacing yeah. with more food.
1: Yeah. Mm. Or even not necessarily that they're not giving back, but you're just eating each other. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Like you you can't figure out a you good balance because it. there's it's not uh, a good uh, balance. It doesn't exist between you two, but.
3: Uh, Aurora Auroros, the the snake eating its own tail. Oh yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah, 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 I couldn't remember the name of it.
0: There you go. I'm gonna dive into these monologues. Do it. Okay. In Mirror to Mirror, the monologue at the end is as follows. This is the part of the song where Will gives up. He dissociates himself from his own romance until it becomes just a fantasy. This is not something that could happen to him. This is something that takes place only in his mind, but he blinks now and shakes himself awake. He has rejoined society. Come, dear children, call no more. He has only lyrics now. Again, sort of that victim fantasy. Face to face is as follows. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so-
0: This is the end of the song, and it is just a song. This is a version of me and you that can exist outside of everything else, and if it is just a fantasy, then anything can happen from here. The contract is up, the names have been changed, so pour one out, whoever you are. These are only lyrics now.
1: Mm. Mm. Growth.
0: Growth. We love a character development. Growth, Seriously, yeah. Um, And uh, some people online have pointed out, you know, uh, that anything can happen from here. That line refers to the fact that he is closing the chapter on this part of his life; like he's done with this. You let I it mean, go. yeah, you,
1: you, this is—he's kind of lived a dream, being able to go back and redo an album from his past. I mean, yeah, like, I yeah. don't—I've yes. never seen anybody else do that and be able to yes. change it in a way that's like. This is how I do this right now. <laughs> this is how I, how I would actually interpret this right now. Like, That's why I get let me so present some of those feelings
0: are indeed valid.
1: Absolutely, yeah. not saying any. Yeah, exactly. But now this is my perspective on them. Right. This is now my outlook on them. Yeah, the vibe has changed. Yeah, the
0: vibe has
1: changed. The vibe has changed.
0: People also point out on the internet the contract is up. We're referring to the Matador Records um, contract with the the. Uh, kids it wait what is it kids in style kids in, no teens of style teens of D- denial yeah. um and this record like this was the third he of those beyond three the
2: past and yeah. the next album he puts out is his first like new record since teens of denial yeah he's put out two albums with his band that's it total this is one a- at the time this album was released this was a reworking yes with them but of an old work yeah he'd only had a chance to put out one album with them so he's finally getting to like the contract has been sealed like we get to move forward artistically too
1: yeah this is probably very uh very much closure Carthardic. for him
0: absolutely
2: we did it and now we lay it to rest mm-hmm.
0: someone also point out the names have been changed in reference to specifically the line in the mirror to mirror version of famous prophets mm. um where he says, for three transgressions of Wirtz, referring to Kate Wirtz, Um and it also someone said it could possibly refer to her, like, transitioning um, mm-hmm. being a trans woman. Um,
3: he also changes his name, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he
0: removes his name from that line as well.
3: Well, no. It, it said on his Wikipedia he was William Barnes, and now he's Will, oh, yeah. To- Will he, Toledo. Yeah, he goes
2: by Will Toledo.
3: Has that been always been a thing, or has that been... I don't know. I'd just exactly. be curious to know if he changed it After this album, too,
2: I think exactly it was after this album. I think he's been going by Will Toledo for a while.
0: But to that line, he has been like there were a few names that he was going by, like
2: specifically like his like mom's side of the family, I believe. It's just a borrowing from that That was
1: more me asking because I Didn't know why or when he changed his name Maybe he went by Will Toledo On stage and then at some point Actually legally changed it
3: Who knows and he may not
1: be referencing that I just thought that that line might
0: have Captured that but he also had a few Different Mm -hmm. like online names as Well and I think there is a line in One of the songs that he was like There's a name in there that he considered Going by um, Whatever um
2: it's stuffed.
0: It is stuffed. When you come back, I'll still be here. Maybe. This
3: is um Oh, this is one <laughs> I I'd, I'd be at the very least willing to re-listen to it, but mm-hmm. I don't know how often I would simply because it is so dense. Like it's kind of the same thing with the um um Childish Gambino album that I talked about in the anti Grammys. It's just a lot. Like, yeah.
2: like I wouldn't Man. be
1: mad if any of these songs popped up on a playlist. I wouldn't change the channel. Right. It's
2: cool. Like, it's a cool album. It's hard to listen to the whole thing mm-hmm. all in one go.
0: Yeah. I think
3: I but it's this. a
2: good album. Mm-hmm. I think you like it.
3: I think if you listen to the two lengthy tracks by themselves, it would probably be a lot more digestible and you yeah. could probably pull more from it. But yeah, in the context of the album, <clears throat> those two just really drag you down. Like at least in my personal opinion, like they're not even bad songs. They're just,
2: no, just long. And it's, it's, it's just long. Yeah.
3: It's, and, and there's a lot happening it's easy to a check lot.
2: out of it. It's not so much like, yeah, it sucks. It's just like, it gets too long and you check out You're yeah. like, your, your yeah. human brain is <clears throat> like, be doing something else i should be doing something else
0: these two albums hit me at like just the right time emotionally i feel because i was writing these until the wheels fell off i um, did
2: too i'm gonna be honest i absolutely <laughs> like i used to drive home from work and i would put this album on just listen to it every day and
0: i had enough like thinking time at that point in my life, where, uh, like, you know, I could hear something in a song and just, like, obsess about that particular, just one
2: facet of that
0: song. Yeah. I think the monologues I was just fawning over for a week straight, because just the fact that they had changed over that, uh, like, amount of time, you're like, wow, fucking Will Toledo, what, what, an amazing thing
2: to have so many lyrics off of this album myself throughout my day like just in day-to-day life because like they're little like blips that are like worth pulling out and like reconsidering you know i regularly like i regularly think like oh i remember you you had hands and arms and legs and etc you know like i just like will play through my head sometimes like just little things you're like oh that's kind of clever interesting I'll say for me... It's still worth thinking about, you know?
3: Yeah. I'll say for me that um at the very least, I was um happy to see that unlike a lot of other styles of rock and roll, uh indie rock has changed a lot, I would say, in the last 10, 15 years. Because he's kind of like... One of the, like, front runners of the indie rock scene oh, nowadays. he is
2: considered... He's held the sort of this God status. Right, yeah. Certainly in certain circles. Well, you
3: can hear... You listen to this, and I, you can hear Everyone shades... Everyone geeked
2: out over him. You can
3: hear shades of The Strokes and Death Cap for Cutie mm-hmm. and, yeah. like, all of these indie bands, but it's different, and it's newer, and it's, like, it's got a completely different feeling than those bands did, but mm-hmm. there's still that, like...
2: It's little drawl of nostalgia sound is what is also great. Like when I first heard them, I think I thought that they were like a nineties indie band. Like I was like, yeah. like I feel like I've heard of them before. Like that seems like something that was out in the nineties and it sounded like something that was out in the nineties, but still weirdly like
3: it's got present. that that little hint of nostalgia yes. and all like the whole album has that and mm-hmm. the lyrics too, you know, cause he is thinking so much about the past, but like, it does sound like this thing that's just kind of transported into modern times, you know? So I liked it. It wasn't my favorite thing in the world, but I was into it.
2: Mm-hmm. I am so tickled that we had such a meaty discussion over it because in my mind, I have it built up as like, it is a worthy album to have a good, strong discussion over. Yeah. And then I was worried. Cause it was like, I get that it can be whiny and I get that it is long. <laughs> Like, I absolutely understand that. I texted you all. I apologize. Like, I'm so sorry. This is not going to be your no. favorite it was album. It
1: nowhere near whiny. No. As yeah. whiny as some things. I
3: didn't even, to. whiny wasn't even really thing that I like I didn't think it either. It, okay, it was more, it was more for me. You the, guys didn't listen
0: to the 2011.
3: <laughs> it was the total disconnect no. between lyrics and music for me that I did not like. Like, because they are such emotional songs. You have these really strong moods that you're setting with the music but then it's just the 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 it just i don't know they just butt heads to me like i feel like he wrote the music and then just slapped some words over the top of it really well written words but like they just seem like two separate products being pushed together i don't know it bothers me as a songwriter
1: (laughs) i just couldn't connect with it and not necessarily from a lyric standpoint or anything like that. It just the whole thing bled together. It just mm. all ran together in my brain. I'm not sure why. Like every time I listened to it, I was just like, this is mush. Well,
3: this is something I've, I've mentioned before about modern rock bands. There's no variation in vibe. And it, there is a little bit on this one, but like a lot of modern, though,
2: everyone's got their like mood. Yeah. That
3: they deliver. But because of that, you get albums that sound almost exactly the same all the mm-hmm. way through, which sometimes it really works other times. And I think because of the length of this album is why it doesn't work so well, but
1: well, and I also think that I, I personally am a very, I, I love, I love a good lyric. I love catch my attention, please. And not that these are not good lyrics, but the way that he set it up because it's so discombobulated, yeah. the, the, the lyrics actually get lost in the whole album for me. Like totally lost. So it's like there's just not that connect there. It's like it almost feels like it would be great as background music, but I'm not trying to listen to it because I, think, I don't know what the hell they're saying. I think and
3: you and I are basically saying the same thing yeah. with different shades. Like it's just not
1: connecting
3: but no, correctly. Genuinely, I did enjoy it, though. So
1: In pieces, it's great. Just for whatever reason, it just doesn't that, connect right. That
3: chunk of three songs with like bodies, yeah, yeah, yeah thing, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, sober to death. Sober to death, yeah.
0: Well, we did it. We got through twin fantasy
1: face to face. We came face to face with face to face. Um, Come face face with a lot of monsters on this show. (sighs) We kind of have. We kind of have. We Um, put
2: ourselves in some positions.
1: We got through hair, guys.
2: (laughs) We barely got
1: through hair. Brandon ran us through hair. He dragged us kicking and and screaming. Let's go. Um there wasn't a potato sack and just took off. Really did. Hoisted
0: you over my shoulder. Um so we've complete each one of us has done one album so far. Cool
1: snap.
0: And so now we're back to the top.
1: Back to the top.
0: Colton Cox, what are we listening to
3: next? We are listening to what I think might be a um
1: better be <laughs> a banger.
3: I think well, banger. I think it's gonna be a contested one, honestly. I don't know what you guys are gonna think of it.
1: Spit I'm always scared when you say that, Colton. What is it?
3: It is uh, The Needles, The Space by Straylight Run.
2: Okay. Okay.
3: So well, um, we've all agreed to it. we verbally said not, okay.
2: Clearly none of us know what, we do, I what we're going so to listen This is kind
3: it. of uh, broaching into some of the like more obscure things than I know. But um, this is the, uh, the main person of it. John Nolan used to be the guitar player for Taking Back Sunday. Okay, and I think he is. If they are still doing things currently, the guitar player for Taking Back Sunday. Mm. It's kind of funny because he like they like quit this band and they're like we're we're gonna take a break from music for a while and like two months later he's like eh, I'm back with Taking Back Sunday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, gotta hard. make
0: gotta make money. I
3: guess where <laughs> the money
1: at?
0: But anyway, that's what we're doing. All right, so we'll reconvene in two weeks. Listening to straylight Runs. This is. The needle, the handle, this is the, <laughs> the space. <laughs> the needle, the space. We find a groove and we, we listen, listen, it. listen to <laughs> it. We it haven't it
1: gotten into this one yet, okay? Give us a break. Straight Run,
0: next week. Okay, um, thank you all for joining us. If you haven't listened to Car Seat Headrest yet, do it. It's worth it. If you don't have time, listen to Bodies. That'll hype you up. At
2: least, yeah. For God's sake, put on cute thing too, maybe.
0: You, just let those we'll two play out, out for you. You'll like it. You'll like it. Promise. Hello out there. Hey. Um. Okay. Um. And that's it. Stay safe. Did you? I love you. Attach our uh, uh, email and Instagram. Oh, of course. Of course um
1: as always. rate in. us review
0: us subscribe to us on apple podcasts and subscribe to us everywhere as spotify stitcher google Podcasts. there were two other podcast index and there's another one i can't think of if we got things incorrect or if you have information we didn't say email us at get the letter in the number two the groove at gmail.com hey and just- fun. Fi-
2: Wanna say hi to the people that are listening. Yes. I know yeah. some of you actually are and like we there know who are you are because you've thir- given us some feedback.
3: Thirteen, we're a double
1: digit to y'all subscribers. You know Shout out.
2: Hey, yes. that's 13
1: subscribers, not listeners, y'all. That's no, right. Oh, true. right. right. True. Like There's people a lot of stuff that I've listened to that us. I, no, to that I don't subscribe to.
2: That's good. No, thank you to them. Yes. I know some of you we by name. Maybe you. we'll shout you out one time. We should do that. And thanks for continuing to like back. our pages. Ben and Danny and uh, hello, my friend Danny. Katie. And, hi, Katie. Uh, a few of my coworkers have of Lisa, oh, Jason. Christina and Lisa.
0: Hi, hi, Christina hi. and Lisa. Hello, DeAndre. There we go. What? Oh, wait, say it again. Oh, Leandre. Leandre. Oh, how embarrassing. Jesus
1: Christ. Sorry, Leandre. Leandre. Sorry, Leandre. You get 18 shout outs because of that. Yeah. Leandre. I'll
0: I'll send you a check or something. (laughs) Um... We you can nobody? also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and the Tiki Talkie. Um, our handles are so get the number and wait. The number and the letter to the grill. Bye. Um, and don't forget to tell everybody how professional we are.
1: (laughs) Yes. uh, Don't forget.
0: (laughs) Let's say goodbye. Should we start
1: putting our our own, our (laughs) own apps on here too, since we all now have pages and Uh, shit? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you can
0: find every one of us on Instagram. Who wants to go first? Um, well, why don't you go first? Okay. Well, you can find me on Instagram. That's the only social media thing that I'm on. It is at BrandoJ52. You can find
3: me on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I also have my own website. It's all Colton Cox Rock and Soul.
1: You can find me on Instagram. I love always Bebo, which is B-E-B-O. And you can find me on TikTok at Fix Your Face Bish, which is F-X, your face, B-I-S-H.
2: You can find me on Instagram, which is a great place to check out all of my dumb art and the favorite memes that I like to repost occasionally. Hey. And sometimes some nice yes. selfies. The meme and it queen. is at J U H J E A N J E A N N I E.
0: Love it. Let's say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Prohibition is still going on. <laughs> 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 it's just straight liquor.
1: Straight liquor. Little
2: drop of lemon juice in there. Orange slice to jazz it up. I, I did. This is how put you it, get them at the speakeasies. I
0: put in quite a bit of gin. I wanted to make it worth your while.
2: Well,
1: thank you. Okay. She said a little bit of drink. She said a little one of yours. Oh, yeah. well, I did not
0: hear that. I'm so um, sorry. <laughs> nurse on that for the next few hours.
2: you am going to have to. This is going to put that's, me
0: on. That's like, our small. Okay.
2: Okay. All right. We'll it's like Spangles.
0: <laughs> right.
3: Or Texas.
2: Or Texas. That's fuck me up. <laughs> the entirety of Texas. Damn. It's.
3: it's